following episode will contain talk about sexual harassment, sexual violence, and abuse against women. Some of these stories may be triggering and uncomfortable. If need be, please feel free to skip this episode. Hey guys and welcome to another chapter with me, your host, and I believe we are on chapter 11. I got that right this time. So if I seem a bit flat and deflated, it's because I'm a bit tired, exhausted this week. And the reason why that is, is because it's related to this week's episode. But the reason why is because my faith in humanity is slowly just disappearing um so today's episode is about sexual harassment sexual violence against women and this week was the week where there was the the vigil for sarah everard i hope i said that right sarah everard uh in the uk who was kidnapped and murdered by a police officer uh so that vigil was, was held this week and that sparked a lot of uproar because of the police officers that were there at the event uh, at the memorial and how they pretty much handled the whole situation and how this ceremony to commemorate uh, someone who's deceased from violence or violence against women just erupted into this huge it turned into a riot because of the police officers. So unfortunately, it's probably, it's pretty, I'm pretty confident in saying that this is not the first time this has happened, or at least in a situation where it could be a different person, so not a police officer, but someone else in a higher position or of a certain power. So like someone in the family who's older or has more authority or someone in your workplace who is higher up or is your your employer or your boss or in the education system where it could be your teacher or principal um, deacon whatever you call them or even in the religious industry like priests and stuff where we we joke around about a lot and but it's the reality it does happen we hear about the statistics all the time about how many women are sexually harassed or assaulted in their lifetime before a certain age, Um, as well as men as well, but not talking about the ladies today, sorry, uh, to the men. And, um, but let's be real, like one in six women have experienced sexual violence or physical assault. One in four women have experienced emotional abuse by a current or previous partner. And then I believe this one could be even higher if a lot more people were to come forward or to report these. I don't know how it is, how how you're able to report emotional abuse. But yeah, I believe this one should be actually a lot higher. But the ratio of people who do, or the amount of people who do report this kind of thing, um, it's not a lot at all. Not a lot of people talk about this stuff. And then one in five women 
or 18% or 1.7 million women in Australia have experienced sexual violence since the age of 15. So I'm fortunate enough in my life to have not been any serious situations where I've been sexually assaulted um, or had sexual violence or any of that. But I have heard a few stories, like one too many stories from my friends, peers, online, it's enough. One is one too many already. Just one person telling me this is one too many already. And the statistics show that the, the, the amount of women experiencing sexual violence is a lot higher between the ages of 18 and 34. 18 and 34. That is the biggest part of your life when you're developing who you are and quote unquote developing, you know, your future to get to, you know, your good, your best job, your best relationship, your best self. And that's when you're more people are more likely to be sexually assaulted or had violence happen to them. Whereas the, the numbers for women who experience sexual violence over the age of 35 are slightly lower. And this is just the numbers for the big stuff like sexual violence and rape and um, anything physical like that's unwanted. Like I'm not even talking about sexual harassment, which is like indecent phone calls, text messages, emails, social media posts, um, indecent, in, indecent exposure and unwanted sexual touching, stalking as well. One in two women have experienced sexual harassment in their lifetime. One in two. So that's 53% of Australians or 5 million of, of the women in Australia. And that number to me is fucking ridiculous. And I'm someone who has been sexually harassed. I can say that I have been sexually harassed. But that number just blows my mind about how high that is. And when these numbers and studies go into further depth and state and break down where and who the sources of the harassment and sexual violence has come from, the amount that come from people that are close or known to the victim is insane. Like, if you can't trust the people who are closest to you, who can you trust? So, like, my sexual harassment story is, it's not like a biggie. It did, like, impact me in a way where... I was very subconsciously very fearful or uncomfortable around older men for a very long time. So when I was 17, I was on my way to my first job interview for Boost Juice, a drink company. And I went to the bus stop, which is like oh, a couple minutes from my door, so it's not far. And I live on the main road as well, so lots of cars, lots of people, near petrol station as well, so definitely lots of people around. And I went to the bus stop and sat down and this old man comes and sits down next to me. And I have my headphones in because I've always been a big MP3 Discman Walkman music user. 
and he sits next to me and starts chatting to me. So I take out my headphones and I go, hello, like, hi. And he starts telling me about himself and he says that he's, uh, he's obviously an old man and he's from Germany. And I'm like, okay, cool. At this point in my life, I've never met a German person. So I thought, cool. Like I didn't ask and I don't care, but good for you. You're German. And then he was chatting to me and I just thought this is really annoying and I don't want to talk to you. But then I was being polite and just kind of like nodding and agreeing with what he said. And then he puts his hand on my thigh. And I kind of just, I froze. I was 17 and I froze and I just thought in my head, I don't like this. I don't want this. So then I just kind of, he kept on talking. So I just smiled and nodded and kind of shuffled away a bit. And he would shuffle over towards me and put his hand on my leg again to then like I kind of just nudged his hand off with my leg and shook it off but then he kind of started tightening his grip on my thigh and I thought in my head I'm a bit stuck I need to go somewhere right now for a job interview I don't know what to prioritize I was 17 I didn't know what to prioritize my safety my comfortability or a job interview I was just hoping that someone was going to come to the bus stop and pretty much save me, stop this, do anything, just anything. And I remember I saw a few cars drive past slowly and no one stopped. Everyone just drove past and kind of looked, but no one stopped and did anything. And luckily the bus was coming within a few minutes, but that felt like ages and I remember getting on the bus and then I just got up and then went on the bus and sat down. And when I turned around, he wasn't on the bus and he wasn't at the bus stop. He was just gone. So thinking about that story back then when I was 17, it, I actually never told anyone about this story because in my head I just thought this wasn't a big thing. He didn't do anything He technically didn't do anything. That was my thought process in my head at the time. I just thought he sat next to me and he was being too friendly. Fast forward 12, 13, 14 years later. I forgot how old I am, but fast forward over 10 years later, I realized that that was 100% sexual harassment and he could have been a possible pedophile, a molester. I don't know if he thought I was... (laughs) if he knew I was 17 or like a minor at the time, but he was a predator. And this was just a casual, nice looking old man chatting to someone at the bus stop who was potentially in my eyes, a predator. And how that affected me years later on is that I remember the first time I met another person in my adult life who was German and this was one of my trainers at my old job and he was gay so I didn't have to worry too much there but as soon as he told me he was German I felt a bit uncomfortable straight away because my first experience with a German person was with someone who made me really really uncomfortable at the time so straight off the bat my impressions of Germans were just kind of like oh stay away Just stay away because they make you uncomfortable. 
over time I learned that not all Germans are predators. It was just that one man. Um, and that's when I kind of had to drop all these ideas that everyone is out to get me because not everyone is out to get me, even though that's exactly what our, our fight or flight or our, our psych tells us when we've experienced something traumatic, we just go on the defensive, which is natural. Another experience that I had encountered while I was in my late teens, yep, late teens, was after a shift at the boosters job. Um, I was sitting at the bus stop and it was me and this other girl sitting at the bus stop. And I remember it being winter because it was quite cold and it was a late night Thursday shopping night thing, so we finished late. And I was sitting on the chair on the bus seat and the girl was standing by the window of the shop front. It was near. And this man walked up and down the street and he he looked like he was on he was on something. He could have been on ecstasy, he could have been on cocaine, meth, whatever it was. His eyes were wide open, beady looking. He hardly blinked. And he was just walking up the, the street in the city with his penis out of his fly, just jerking off. And I remember the girl just looked mortified and then looked at me and then I looked at her because it's two girls really late at nighttime at a bus stop in the city. And this guy is just walking around jerking off and we both just freaked out and froze and looked at each other and thought, what the fuck should we do? Well, that's what I was thinking anyway. Like, what the fuck should we do? Like, I do. And that that wasn't as traumatic for me because that was over within half a second. He kind of just walked past us and stared at us, but he kept on walking. But, oh my God, like, just things like that, that just, that stay with you forever and you don't forget things like this and this also plays into how you you meet strangers in the future because you think are you okay in the head are you mentally unhinged are you going to I don't know walk up and down the street and jerk off on me or are you going to touch me when without my consent we don't know and there's been a lot of awareness for women to protect themselves um hold their keys in certain ways have certain uh weapons, utensils, items on them at hand in case they need it in a, in a crisis or self-defense uh, moves that they need to learn to protect themselves or to get out of certain situations when there hasn't been enough focus on telling men to practice consent, to practice being a decent human being. And yes, it's not all men, blah, blah, blah. There's been like a huge like debacle over the whole, it's not all men, but it's time to do better. Women should not, no one, sorry, should have to walk around the street with their guard up, with weapons in their hands. It's absolutely disgusting how people have to walk up to their doors with weapons in their hands. Or travel in groups to feel safer. Or just be on phone calls while they're in Ubers at night time. It's 
this is a really sad time that we live in and it's probably always been like this there's a chance it's always been like this it's just more vocalized now so there's more awareness but the fact that there's awareness and it's still happening it's like if you know that lighting candles and leaving them in the house is going to cause a fire why still do it why are people still targeting women why are women still subject to someone else putting like overpowering them and putting themselves onto them why is this still happening and after my experiences if i see a woman if i see anyone on the street looking super uncomfortable like i did and how i felt that day at the bus stop i would a hundred percent do something i would say something i would intervene i don't care if someone's going to whack me in the face or i don't know stab me just if i have to i'll throw my bag at them to get them out of the way so that i protect myself then like when i think back about how many cars drove past and looked at me and looked at the situation i was in and they didn't do anything if they were driving a car and then had multiple people in the car and they just drove past and didn't do anything but they just stared instead like i'm thinking back now if i saw myself in that situation again if i saw younger me in that situation i would have definitely just come up to the bus stop and stopped it there and then i'd just be like do you know each other how do you know each other why is your hand on her leg and it honestly makes me it frustrates me so much how things like that are just gotten away with like it's disgusting it's absolutely disgusting and this was just a hand on the thigh and this is how how angry I'm getting from the situation how no one stopped it I I know someone who I wish I knew what to do at the time when she told me I was only 11 12 when she told me because she was 11 12 as well I had a high school friend come up to me and tell me that her uncle because she was quite well developed at the time already like that's just fact she was developed her uncle would put his hand down her shirt or up her shirt and I was 11 I was 12 I had absolutely no idea what to do with that information or how to react to information like that and this only came up in my memory now because I'm talking about this and thinking about it but like I wish like I, I said something at the time I wish I was how I was now to tell her that that's not right and that's not okay and that she should tell her mum I don't know if she did but I just wish I had something to say to to change it because it's really frustrating it's really frustrating just the amount of things that people get away with when it's a hundred percent wrong it's not even there's no gray area here it's a hundred percent wrong putting your hand up a a child's shirt and fondling them it's 
yeah, it's not right. I don't, I, I'm almost at a loss for words because I wish we were raised to talk about this more and it didn't take up to the age of 30 for us to talk about this or for our mid twenties or our late thirties or early thirties or whatever it is. I wish we were told this from a very young age to be expressive and to talk about anything instead of being told do what adults say because if we're told if we're told if we're told to do what adults say and they were to take advantage of us who is going to win at the end of the day and this same thing it's the whole patriarchy of society where Men are right and women are dumb, emotional, irrational, or whatever you want to call it. And children don't know any better. Children lie. Children, they know nothing. They're making things up. And it's from the patriarchy and history where we went completely wrong. And that's why so many people are vulnerable because of society's situation and patriarchy put on them right now God. it's so frustrating and this is just for things that are I guess the obvious red flags like physical abuse um, harassment and we're not even getting into emotional abuse the there are so many emotionally abusive relationships out there. There are many unhappy relationships. And as much as it's not my place to say anything, it at the same time, if I was in a bad relationship, in a similar relationship, I would want someone to tell me. That's just me. If I was with a emotionally abusive person, I would want a friend to ask me, are you okay? Do you need out? What do you need for me to help you? But at the same time, I know there's a huge, huge, I don't know, a huge like social, social no that says don't get involved with other people's relationships. Because it's not yours. But if I see someone unhappy, it makes it bothers me a lot. If I see someone who I care about in a really bad toxic relationship, it bothers me a lot. So I guess the purpose of this episode isn't just to rant on and be frustrated for 30 minutes. But it's... It's just awareness to do better. You know, have, if people, the people who have kids or planning on having kids, have you, do you have a plan on how to protect them from sexual predators? Do you communicate them or with them so then you can keep that dialogue open so if anything happens to them where they're in a position of no power, they will be able to come to you and talk to you. 
in the worst case scenarios where it might be someone within your close circle doing it to them, will they be able and confident enough to come to you even though this other person in your close circle has told them not to say anything? Have you pinpointed to them what are their no-go zones? And by no-go zones, I mean the zones where no one is allowed to touch them. Not mum, not dad, no one. And I've heard a psychologist, or was it a psychologist, a children's psychologist, when he talks about this to his clients, he, he calls it the bathing suit method. So anything that a bathing suit will cover is a no-go zone. So if anyone were to touch them, whether it be mummy, daddy, uncle, auntie, teacher, grandma, grandpa, whatever, they need to tell another person. They need to establish consent at a young age so then children understand that's not okay. Don't touch me there. I'm not comfortable. So then when we're older and we're like teenagers, we know it's not okay when someone touches us inappropriately. We know that as adults, we don't touch other people inappropriately and we don't let other people touch us inappropriately. And then this applies to adults even now. If you're listening to this, and your no-go zone is even your shoulder, it's your neck, it's your forearm. You need to be able to voice politely, <laughs> um, if need be, like politely or aggressively. Don't Please don't touch me. I'm not comfortable with that. If anyone were to get angry at you for saying, I am not comfortable, they're a predator. They're an asshole. They are hundred percent dismissing your feelings and your your worth. So they can go to hell. If your partner, your intimate partner, or anyone close to you, does the same thing, I don't care if it's a time thing that you've known each other since you were in primary school or high school or uni days. I don't give a shit if. It's a time thing and they're still disrespecting you and they don't practice boundaries or don't let you practice your boundaries, they can go to hell. If it's a close friend who does the same thing and doesn't respect your boundaries and you and what you're comfortable with, they can go to hell. If it's someone who's authoritative and in a position of power and they take advantage of you, they can also 100% go to hell. But we need to be able to be having these open conversations about this and knowing what the next step is, who we can go to for help, what we can do, how to stop it in its place. Hell, if you see someone uncomfortable, just intervene. Just come in and just be like, hey, stop. What is this? No, I'm not happy with this. I'm not comfortable with this. Even if this person says they're not comfortable or doesn't say they're not comfortable, I'm not comfortable. Defuse the situation before it intensifies or gets worse. Many of my close friends who I talk to, if they tell me they're in a situation where they're not happy or things aren't right, I will voice that I'm not comfortable with that. I can't be, I can't make their decisions for them. That is a fact. But I will voice that I'm not comfortable and I'm not happy. And then hopefully that just 
leaves them to reflect if they're comfortable and if they're happy with it. And if they are and they continue, okay, like that's something I have to accept. But if I could just get one person who isn't happy or is in possible danger to stop and think that I'm not happy, I'm not comfortable and then get themselves out of it, that's, that's enough. That's, I'm happy if that happens because that's exactly the standard I expect from my friends for me if I was in a similar situation. Two years ago, I remember being in a situation where I was in a room and I can't really disclose much legally, but just from legally, you can kind of guess. And there was a man accused of sexually assaulting and raping his two daughters and his wife. From the age of six to nine, he was raping his daughters in all sorts of ways. Both daughters and the wife. And at the time when this was happening in front of me, uh, they were talking about it in front of me, they were probably in their late 30s, the daughters. It took them over 20 years to come out and finally say something against the father over 20 years I cannot even imagine the the pain and struggle they would have dealt with for the past 20 years of their life 20 something years of their life coping with that and the fact that he's gotten off just no no slap on the wrist for the past 20 something years is just insane the outcome of that whole thing I don't know how it went because I wasn't part of it in the end but these things do happen and it's absolutely insane how long people get away with it for there was a high school teacher at my high school high school teacher at my high school duh. there was a teacher at my high school who when I was in in my senior years she had been having relations uh, with students and right up until five years ago about five six seven years ago my brother who went to the same high school said this teacher just got just got um court for sleeping with students so from the time that I was in high school to the time that he was in high school for five six years she had been having relations with different students and that blows my mind I don't care if she was in her 20s and the kids were only 17 or whatever I don't care if she was younger she was in a position where she had power and she completely abused that I don't care that she was a woman and then the students were boys, like males. I don't care. That is 100% not on. And as people, part of now, the future, as, as people in general, as a human society, we need to do so much better. 
even if we're not the ones inflicting the the damage and the trauma we need to stop it when we see it because if you see someone being very uncomfortable in a situation like the bus stop incident and you don't do anything or say anything and you just watch it and let it happen you're a problem as well absolute big problem because you just slide by in life and let other people go through it but you don't do anything about yourself and if you have kids or you're planning on having kids teach them better teach them to respect the opposite sex teach them consent for themselves and for others teach them boundaries from an early age you don't have to teach them in the way where it's like talking about sex but you teach them boundaries in their daily routine we have boundaries with everything not just with our relationships and sex life but we have boundaries with our surroundings our environment who we let in our life what we're exposed to you can teach consent and boundaries so early on in life and then let that be applied to in the future with our sexual relations and the partners and more intimate relations let's teach kids and adults now when no means no when i'm uncomfortable or i don't want this means no or uncertainty means no and stop the harassment putting someone in an uncomfortable position deliberately is not a good thing it's not funny it's not banter it's not flirting it's harassment if your friends are drunk and harassing people call them out male or female we need to do a lot better in order to change these statistics because these numbers are absolutely ridiculous and no one should ever have to feel like they're living in fear or constant in constant defense or worrying for their safety or worrying for someone else's safety we can do so much better as humans for each other and for our futures and that starts now actually it's supposed to start a couple years ago but it should start now at least i'll go into the whole patriarchy and sexism and misogyny thing in another episode in the future um but yeah so what to really take away from today's episode is awareness for harassment sexual violence emotional abuse all kinds of abuse the conversations need to start happening and to start being real with ourselves if you're in a emotionally abusive relationship be honest time is not a thing i don't care how many years you've been together i don't care how many good deeds they've done to cover up the abuse it's not good enough there shouldn't be a tally of good versus bad to cancel out the bad 
it's not on. It's a zero tolerance for me. And I hope that it's a zero tolerance for everyone else. But um, yeah, these conversations, these conversations need to start happening because it's not right for anyone. Um, yeah, bit of a serious episode, but um, this is something that's been bugging me a lot this week on top of the whole racism against Asians in America. Um, yeah. It's a very disappointing week for the world. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, thanks for listening to my mini rant. And I hope some of you might take away something from this and start having these conversations. Or if you're planning on having kids or know any young kids you start having these conversations with them because it's all about prevention as well. So we need to start them young in order to have a better future. So then they are protected and they also, they don't come across any predators and they also don't become predators. Yeah. Sounds bad. Sounds dark. Anyways, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.